This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. This podcast is brought to you by Let'sTalkIdeas.org, your budget-friendly custom design firm in Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Polio cases rising in the region. Jamaica poised to become a major medical cannabis industry player. Guyana's vice president says oil money each year, only enough for two projects. More than 12,000 U.S. Virgin Island students qualify for U.S. President Biden's student loan forgiveness program and Cuba major nature tourism event held after two-year hiatus. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, September 21st. We start a report today with a look at polio cases in the region. Trinidad and Tobago Newsday reports Dr. Caricia Ethian, the director of the Pan-American Health Organization, is warning against an increase in polio cases in the region, with neighboring Venezuela at high risk. Speaking at a virtual media conference on COVID-19 and monkeypox in the Americas, Dr. Ethian said there has been a 79% increase in cases since 1994 in the region. Brazil, Dominican Republic, Haiti, and Peru are at very high risk of reintroduction of polio. Argentina, Bahamas, Bolivia, Ecuador, Guatemala, Panama, Suriname, and Venezuela are at high risk. She noted that the Americas were the first region to eradicate polio and was concerned that it was spreading again, thanks to the vaccine's hesitancy that rose during COVID-19 pandemic. Monkeypox cases, she said, were also increasing in the region, as she warned that polio crippled generations in the past and a return to that was not wanted. Polio is not treatable. Only vaccination can address it. There is a below 80% vaccination rate for polio in some South American countries, she said, adding that no one should take life-saving vaccines for granted. She said the region's health officials have already been alerted to the risk involved and the need to catch up on immunization as a matter of urgency. Ethian, whose tenure ends in January next year, said health ministers from the region will vote on her successor at the Pan American Sanitary Conference next week. She was elected to serve from February 2018 to January 2023. This is her second term in office. Now on to Jamaica. Jamaica Information Service reports Jamaica Minister of State in the Ministry of Industry, Investment and Commerce, Dr. Norman Dunn says, with medical cannabis gaining significant international traction, Jamaica remains on the cups of becoming a major legal transshipment hub. Speaking at the fifth CanEx Jamaica Business Conference and Expo at the Montego Bay Convention Center in St. James on September 16, Dr. Dunn says there is every reason to believe that Jamaica would become a huge part of this lucrative market, adding that the best is yet to come. One significant industry development this year was that in February, we facilitated the first legal transshipment of cannabis through Jamaica, he noted. 
what this has done is to set the stage for Jamaica to become the hub of legal transshipment of cannabis for medical purposes. The quality of Jamaica's indigenous strain, coupled with considerable local knowledge and Jamaica's climatic conditions, makes this a winning combination, the state minister added. Dr. Dunn said it is not by coincidence that the island is known for a lot of furs as it relates to agricultural products, citing examples such as coffee, cocoa, and ginger being number one in the world. He noted that Grandview market research revealed that the global legal cannabis market was valued at 17.8 billion U.S. dollars in 2021 and is expected to expand at a compound annual growth rate of 25 percent from 2020 to 2030. In other news out of Jamaica, Jamaica looking to tap into golf tourism. Jamaica Information Service reports Jamaica is looking to revitalize and tap into the potential of the sport of golf to attract visitors to the island to boost tourism industry and the economy. The global golf tourism market where people take trips with the main purpose of playing the sport is valued over 17 billion U.S. dollars according to the International Association of Golfing Tour Operators. An estimated 56 million people play golf worldwide, of whom 26.7 million are in the United States alone, which is the leading market in terms of the sports contributing over 60 billion to that economy. The government is collaborating with stakeholders such as Sandals Resort International in targeting what is considered to be the largest sports-related travel market. You're listening to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. Now our next stop is in Guyana, where Guyana's vice president says oil money each year only enough for two projects. Crider News reports that although Guyana's Vice President Baharat Jagdigo has argued in the past that Guyana's profits remain larger than the oil company's share, he recently admitted that the money Guyana receives for its petroleum resource, in fact, is not a whole lot. While addressing an audience in Berbice this past weekend, he told citizens that the funds collected annually are barely enough to complete two projects. He explained, when you hear about the oil money and we've collected about 350 million U.S. dollars per year so far for the first two years, you think it's a lot of money. But the Demarara Harbor Bridge alone, the four-lane bridge, is $260 million, and the hospitals, including the children and maternal hospital, that is about $170 million U.S. dollars. That alone is one year of oil money. By Crider News calculations, Exxon subsidiary and operator of the Straber block, SO Exploration and Production Guyana Limited, is poised to walk away with 3.9 billion US dollars, while CNOC will get 2.2 billion US dollars this year. It therefore means that Exxon and partners will walk away with 8.7 billion US dollars profit tax-free in 2022. Meanwhile, Guyana must pay the company's share of income taxes for 2022 from its projected 
957.6 million U.S. dollars in revenue. The Crider News reports that even though the vice president has accepted that Guyana is not receiving a lot of money for its oil wealth, he has no plan to change the lopsided Exxon contract, which several experts have advised Guyana to change. Now, there's great news for more than 12,000 U.S. Virgin Islands students. The Virgin Island Consortium reports U.S. Virgin Islands Governor Albert Bryan announced on Wednesday that more than 12,000 U.S. Virgin Islands students qualify for U.S. President Biden's plan for student loan forgiveness program. According to the information from the Biden administration, 7,800 U.S. Virgin Islands student loan borrowers are eligible for debt relief from student loans and 4,700 Pell Grant borrowers in the territory are eligible for Pell Grant debt relief, Government House said. Mr. Biden last month announced his administration's plans to give working and middle-class Americans more breathing room by providing up to $20,000 in debt relief to Pell Grant recipients and up to $10,000 to other borrowers. Now on to Cuba, where a major nature tourism event was held after a two-year hiatus. Bahamanews.net by Genoa News reports the 13th edition of Cuba's major international nature tourism event, Turnat 2022, opened on Tuesday after a two-year hiatus caused by COVID. Cuba Prime Minister Manuel Marrero said the opening ceremony in Havana, the capital city, that the Cuban government will continue to support tourism development, although the U.S. embargo on the island adversely affects the local tourism industry. We have the challenge to make Cuba into a more competitive tourism destination, he said. Aside from sun and beach tourism, we are urged to promote cultural and heritage tourism, as well as historical health and nature tourism, Marrero added. According to organizers, the event features seminars, talks, and guided tours across tourist destinations. Running through Saturday, the event gathers tour operators, travel agents, experts, and business people from 19 countries, mainly Spain and Mexico. According to official figures, some 689,000 international tourists arrived in Cuba during the first half of the year. The Cuban government has projected economic growth of 4% for 2022, forecasting that 2.5 million foreigners will travel to Cuba this year. And here's our final note. The country of Georgia has concluded visa waiver agreement with St. Lucia. St. Lucia Time reports St. Lucia and the Republic of Georgia have concluded a visa waiver agreement that will facilitate travel between the two countries. The agreement was signed in New York on Monday, September 19 by St. Lucia's External Affairs Minister Alva Baptiste and Georgia's Minister of Foreign Affairs. The agreement will facilitate the travel of nationals of the two countries to each other's territory without a visa, not exceeding 90 days in any 180-day period. Alva Baptiste is in New York for the 77th session of the United Nations General Assembly, which opened in New York on Monday, September 20th. 
Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. And to share information on upcoming events, email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, September 21st. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news. 